Katie, welcome so much to the Camp Kids podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you are speaking to us from today? Sure. My name is Katie Smith, and I am from Columbia, Missouri. And I had the pleasure of going to National Youth Leadership Training, shortened to NYLT, um, in my high school and into college years. And man, I miss those years. Those were some really great camp experiences. That's awesome. I'm so excited to dive deep into NYLT. We kind of scratched the surface a little bit with Zach's interview, but it sounds like we're going to go full force into it here today. Can you tell us a little bit about your background experience as a camper? Like, where did you go to camp with what organizations and for how long? So I am probably a little bit of an odd duck. I was a part of Girl Scouts for a little while. I grew up in a very small town until I was about 10 years old. And so we had to drive to Jeff City, the capital of Missouri, (laughs) the buzzing metropolis that it is for Girl Scouts. And we just didn't make the drive that often. So my Girl Scouts experience wasn't that exciting compared to the Boy Scout troop that was in our little town. Girl Scouts was so boring because I only went to meetings every now and again. And I was like, they don't do anything. I want to do what these Boy Scouts are doing. So I have two older brothers who are both Eagle Scouts that uh, I was just the absolute tag along. And so I thought Girl Scouts were kind of lame. <laughs> but uh, when I was 10, we moved to Columbia and I joined American Heritage Girls, which is a Christian based organization, very similar to Girl Scouts. And through that, I was able to do a lot of camping, like short-term campouts, not really full camps. We did go to one camp that I have been trying to remember, the location, name, any details about it. The only thing truly that I can remember is that was the first time I ever rode a horse. So that was memorable. But otherwise, I didn't do much with the more typical girl scouting experiences, I just did as much as the Boy Scouts would let me do with my my older brothers. Tell us a little bit about your experience as a staff member at camp. So I learned about NYLT from my oldest brother, who is six years older than I am. He went to tons of Boy Scout camps, and he had gone to the Great Rivers Council District was what he was a part of. Boy Scouts. And so at the Lake of the Ozark Scout Reservation is where they did their normal week-long camp experience. And then he'd heard about this NYLT program, which actually at the time was junior leadership training, JLT. So he is a dinosaur. He has been a part of this program for a long time. And he went, and actually my dad went, even that very first year, They didn't exactly understand what kind of camp it was. They assumed it was just like any other Boy Scout camp. And so my dad just went with him because he was the scoutmaster and had always just helped with summer camps. And they got there and they were like, oh, this is intense. This is really training. This isn't just regular camping, getting merit badges. This is sitting in presentations and really learning. And the bug bit them both so hard. They loved it. So they came home raving about it. And Chad, my oldest brother, was just like, man, I hope I get invited to staff. I didn't even know that was something you had to get invited to. I thought you could just 
you know, sign up and you're on camp staff, but this, they only want the best of the best. And I want to be a part of that. And so from then on, and he was 11, whenever that happened. And so I was about five or so, and they went to camp every single year. And every single year they would come back and I would say, what did you learn? Tell me the songs that you learned. Tell me the skits that you did. I want to know everything. Because the weeks that my brothers and my dad went to scout camp were some of the worst weeks of my life growing up when I was little, because all I did the entire week was wish I was with them. Because they came back with all these wonderful stories. And I was like, man, why can't I go to camp? And I'm, I'm dramatizing it a bit. It really wasn't the worst week. But at times it felt like it, especially the day that they got back. And I heard about all these cool things I got to do. The campfires, the food, the activities, just everything. I was like, I want to be a part of that. And of course, at the time, I thought, well, that is a dream. But that's all it will ever be. Because... It's Boy Scouts, and I'm not in Boy Scouts. I won't ever be in Boy Scouts. But in 2010, actually, is when it was. It was December of 2010. My dad sat me down, and I thought this was going to be a very serious conversation. And he said, we have some news, and I want to talk it over with you. I thought, oh, my goodness, am I in huge trouble? Did we lose a family member? What's going on? He said... The Boy Scouts are creating a co-ed organization called Venture Crew. And NYLT is wanting to have Venture Crews as a part of our participant pool. It goes from 15 to 21. So Boy Scouts who age out can continue to invest in scouting and females can be a part of it. And if we want to have participants at NYLT that are female, we need to have female staff members. But that means we need to have staff members who already know a lot about NYLT that they can just jump in, go to staff development for the months leading up to camp and just diving in headfirst. And when we were talking about what females we know that would fit that bill, you're perfect. Are you interested in going? And I've never said a faster yes in my entire life. (laughs) I was floored. I was like, I can't believe it. It's been 10 years of my life hoping to go to this camp. And I'm really going to do it. This is amazing. (laughs) And it was. It was so wonderful. The way NYLT is structured is the staff members get together once a month. At least this is how our NYLT did it. I gather other NYLTs are a little bit different. But we would meet once a month on a Saturday from literally nine in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon, like a full day of meeting where we talked about presentations. We would practice the presentations, practice the different activities we did, like realistic first aid, Lego challenge. If it happened at the week, we did it during these staff developments at some point. And so I basically got a crash course of the camp without the actual full week. So my first year on staff was also kind of my first year as a participant. I got to just help as the a troop guide is kind of the general position. 
you usually have, we split the participants into patrols and the troop guide usually is assigned a particular patrol and they help them the first couple of days and help them work through different problems and get through the, the program. But as it was my very first year, anything, I got to just sit back and watch and help with certain things, but kind of have a hands off, but in approach to the first year. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. It was everything that I dreamed it would be. And I could not wait to come back the next year. And I could not wait to spend an entire Saturday every month <laughs> practicing the staff development aspects of the presentations and the games, the songs, even the mundane planning of who is going to do this of the day sort of activity. I was just excited to be a part of it because it had been a dream for 10 years and I finally got to do it. And I got to be a part of NYLT let's see, from 2011 until 2017. And it was some of the best years of my life. They were very, very fun weeks and Saturdays leading up to those hot summer weeks. It sounds like you were the inaugural part of women being a part of this organization. Yeah, it was certainly an honor to be one of the first female staff members. I got to have um, one buddy with me, her name was Kara, and she was from a very similar situation. Both of her parents had been on staff. Her older brother had been on staff. Um, she she loved scouting as well. She wasn't quite as uh, fanatical <laughs> as I was. It was so funny. Being for several years the only two female staff members, we couldn't have been more different in personality. She is very stoic and very dry sense of humor. I am very bubbly, outgoing. I don't know if Zach told you this, but he and I would have competitions to see who could learn all the participants' names the fastest and like oh, try nice. to get them all down and know what patrol they were in. And Kara was just like, if you're not in my patrol, I mean, I'll make sure you don't walk off a cliff. I'm not interested in making all these friends. Whereas I was like, oh, hey, you're in this patrol and you're this guy. And I got to know everybody all the time. Good cop, bad cop, almost energy with being the only two female staff members. Hearing you say the inaugural female staff members makes it sound so official. But I guess we kind of were. Yeah, we got to help usher in um, a new year, a, a new era, I guess, of NYLT that included females. And yeah, it was certainly an honor to be a part of that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. So let me make sure I understood it correctly. It was you and your buddy, Kara, that were the only two females that were on staff, correct? Yes. For the first several years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How many people were on staff? So generally, we would have about 30 people on staff, 10 to 12 being adults, and then the rest, sometimes more than 30, being the high school teenage staff members. Our staff was such a unique experience, especially when Venture Crew happened. That opened up the door to the, the guys that were aging out of Boy Scouts but still wanted to be involved. And we would call them Senior Patrol Leader Emeritus. These were all guys who had been senior patrol leader of NYLT at one time or another, and they just loved it still and wanted to be a part of it. And so they would come back and be this in-between of not a young teenage staff member who 
still kind of learning and, you know, childish and on a similar level to the participants, sometimes the same age or younger than a lot of the participants. But they weren't the adult staff. They were this college age group of people that were so valuable because they had this knowledge of being at the course for several years, but they also had the age of, you know, we've just grown up as people. We're in college now. We're out on our own. We understand more about the course, what we're teaching, making a vision, setting goals, creating plans. We've had to do that with our college experience, but it means so much more coming from someone that feels more like your age than someone your parents' age telling you this. So we had this wonderful blend of staff members from 12-year-olds to, I mean, I think our oldest SPL emeritus was like 28 at one point. So a huge range of staff members. And there were Kara and I, (laughs) the only girls outside of the adults. We had several moms of staff members that were adult staff, Kara's mom included. And they were wonderful. And it was kind of fun in a way to be the only girls on staff. We had female participants come through a couple of years in the very beginning, but for various reasons, one or the other, they weren't asked or couldn't come back on staff. Like they lived too far away and the the staff development commitment was hard for a lot of people because it is very different than a lot of staff, like typical staff, uh, camp staff experiences where you just show up at camp, you know, a weekend or a week before the campers and you learn all the things and you go. This was months of preparation that unfortunately it hindered some people from being able to be on staff, but it was always kind of fun to be the main girls. And then we did have another young lady join us on staff whose uncle had been a part of NYLT for, I think he's still a part of it. I want to say he's going on 30 years of being a part of NYLT, Wow! which I feel like the loyalty that our staff has is insane. Like there's other camps that, you know, you're there for three, four, five years, but some of these adults have committed for decades. I mean, my dad, let's see, he, his last year, he went one more year than I did. I'm the youngest in the family. And my last year to help was 2017. And then life just with work schedule and life, it just got in the way. I I wasn't able to swing it, but my dad was able to for one more year. And I believe that was his 18th year helping on staff. Wow. If you were the last one, then that means you didn't have any other sons or daughters participate. It was something very special. How did it feel being one of a few females on staff at a mostly all boys or all male dominant camp? I think it helped that when I first came on staff, I was 16 years old. And generally, the participants, the youngest you can be is 11. And generally, we have a lot of 11 to 13, 14 year olds. We would always have a handful of 15, 16, 17 year olds. I don't think we ever really had any 18 year olds. 
And so I think that it helped that I was older than a lot of them with some of the typical camp issues of, you know, not listening to authority or, or not listening to the girl or having a camp crush. I think it helped that I was older than most of them and that my dad and two older brothers were also on staff. My dad is a, a pretty intimidating physically guy. He's not, he is the nicest person you'll ever meet, but he is six foot six. And my other brothers are taller than six foot. And whenever you know your, you know, her dad and her brothers are right there, I think the appeal goes down. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't thankfully have to deal too much with camp crushes. I mean, there was always one kid each year and bless his heart. He was always so awkward. And, you know, again, I could be a little bit intimidating because I wanted to get to know them and I wanted to learn their names and just help them get excited about the course. And I figured if they could get some of my energy, then they would be excited. And I'm sure I terrified some of these young boys being like, why is this girl so crazy? Why does she want to know my name? Why does she <laughs> want me to sing about Fred the Moose with her? Like this girl's nuts. <laughs> um, so either I was oblivious to them or it really just, I didn't ever have that much of a problem with it, which was nice. That is really nice. It sounds like it was not only a great time for you to enter into a camp career, but a great time for you to pave the way for other women to be able to have this opportunity as well. So I'm so glad that it, it was seamless and that you had so much support on your end. Now you've mentioned your commitment to doing NYLT. It is a monthly commitment including your time during the summer. How long um, of a summer session did you guys typically have? Here again, we're a little bit different than a normal summer camp. We are just a week long camp. It's just one week of course. The participants would get there Monday morning and they would leave Saturday evening. So um, a lot of work for one week rather than like Zach's experience whenever he was at summer camp the entire summer, he was there for months. And so it was much different for him than coming to NYLT and just doing the one week. There were times that I wished that we got to do like a full month of, you know, either stretching the course out longer or having new participants every week. But at least the way that our, our group did it, due to a variety of factors of using the same camp as the typical just summer camp, like Boy Scout summer camp where you could come in and learn merit badges and all of that. We had to work around their time schedule and around school. So we would always be either the last week of July or the first week of August. And you just can't get many weeks in before school starts with that sort of a time crunch. And so it was just a week of fun, crazy energy, and I loved it. So you could potentially have another job. You could have a full-time summer job, do NYLT, get a monthly kind of camp fix, if you will, and then have an incredible camp experience all packed into one week is what it sounds like to me. Absolutely. And that is what Zach and several of our other staff members did is they would work summer camp all summer long 
have like a weekend off, if even that, and then jump right into NYLT and end it with a bang and then go back to boring old normal life. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So what did you do before NYLT when your summers, when you were working out there? When I was in high school, I did normal high school things, just hung out, had a fun summer. <laughs> I was very blessed. I got to continue to do NYLT through college and into my adult life. Um, I actually, my last two years, I was married, which was kind of interesting. The summers leading up to it were your kind of normal, typical summers, gearing up for regular old life. And then this week of NYLT was, I mean, a lot of people, whenever I worked a real job, people knew I was kind of helping with this camp, but they, it was a very confusing concept. And so they were like, I, I guess have fun on your vacation. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm actually going to work so hard and sleep on a cot and I'm going to be more tired when I come back. But yeah, a sure, a vacation, a vacation mm -hmm. from work for certain, but it was always a bit confusing to try to explain, especially since I am a girl and I tried to explain how I was helping with Boy Scout camp. <laughs> they would get some weird looks. I was like, I promise it's, it's really great. It, it's fine. It's a lot of fun. My, my dad and my brothers are there. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast, even if they work for co-ed organizations, when they try and explain the camp experience to someone who doesn't quite understand, pay time off to go live out in the wilderness for a week. Like, <laughs> like yeah. yes, I actually am. And I'm going to enjoy it too. So did you guys utilize camp nicknames or camp names at all at NYLT? Not exactly. We... We're not the most creative bunch. The most of a nickname that you got was really just your last name. <laughs> we had several James on staff, and so we would call them by their last name or call them by their full name. But otherwise, no, we didn't really do fun camp nicknames. Zach would come and talk about various people that he worked with at normal summer camp. And I would always have to look at him and say, those aren't their real names, right? That can't be right. And he's like, oh, no, no, that's just what we call him. I'm not even actually sure what his real name is. He just goes by Cookie. Okay, <laughs> how to get the nickname Cookie? No, oh, we don't know. We've just been calling him that for years. I'm like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> what kept you coming back to camp for so long? I think a little bit of it was selfish, <laughs> just the joy of it. But the other part was honestly seeing how the young men and women that came on as, as a participant would grow just in one week. They would get there and they are a 12-year-old kid who just finished summer camp and wanted to come to NYLT because He'd heard his buddies talk about it, or for some troops, it was a requirement to get into different leadership positions. If you wanted to be SPL, you had to go to NYLT, things like that. And come expecting the regular camp experience and then getting the same, whoa, this isn't, this isn't normal camp. We're in presentations and we are 
learning stuff. And we have this giant notebook that we're supposed to take notes in. And this seems like school, but this is also way more fun. And seeing them go from the first day being confused, but also excited to the second day, they bought in a little bit more. They're singing the goofy songs. They're enjoying the presentations a little bit more. So by the last day, they're, they're finally seeing all the pieces click. They're realizing, oh, what I learned that first day, it's applying right now. It's learned how to communicate well that first day so that then the last day when I'm learning about leading myself, I'm able to better communicate to my parents, to my scoutmasters, to my teachers at school, to my peers, this is why I'm doing things differently. I have set this vision for success, what I see my future being. I've learned how to make goals that will help me reach that vision. I've learned how to problem solve with this patrol that I didn't know anyone beforehand. And I just got thrown in with this group of people and we've become a team. We work well together. We figured out who has what strengths and weaknesses, and we've been taught how to use them. And we've been taught how to be servant leaders and what that really looks like of seeing the staff embody that, of always being quick to offer help and to support one another and seeing those young men and women change so much in just a span of seven days is like nothing else I've really experienced in my life. And then inviting some of them back on staff and seeing how the year of just physical growth going from we saw them in July or August, and then they start to come to staff developments in January, and they are a little bit more mature. And they've talked about how they've used some of this knowledge. And then they get to relearn that same knowledge, but in a deeper level of what does this mean to teach someone about, you know, your vision? And what does it mean to have a vision for a group? What does it mean to have a vision as an individual? And seeing them go from confused and interested to knowledgeable and thriving and wanting to teach other people and letting this be a part of multiple facets of their lives. It was just the coolest thing. And it, it made me feel like a proud big sister. And again, I'm the youngest, so I never exactly knew what that felt like to be proud of a younger sibling. And NYLT helped me do that and getting to see these young participants and staff members grow and succeed and become people that I'm still friends with a lot of them today. And we get together and how they've become just some of the most wonderful people that I know and getting to see how they stuck with that vision or they adapted it and they have brought it to fruition in their careers, in their lives, in their passions. And it's just something I could never get enough of. And at times I wish I could figure out how to swing it to go back even now. But with two toddlers, I'm just going to be content with helping them flourish in the same way of 
watching them grow. And now that I am a mom, I'm seeing a lot of similarities to how I felt about seeing these staff members and these participants develop. And I, I got a joy from it that's very similar to a joy I see with my own children of learning to walk, learning to talk, having ideas, playing games. It's a very unique, wonderful experience that I'm honored and blessed to have gotten to be a part of for as long as I did. Wow. I mean, I'm ready to sign up for NYLT now. Like (laughs) (laughs) the way that you just so beautifully put that one, you should be on podcasts. You speak so well. I mean, just (laughs) from the heart, you are so engaging when you speak. I felt like I was there with you. And what I find interesting about that is your last summer was in 2017 and it's 2023 and you're speaking yeah. <laughs> of it like you just got back from NYLT. It sounds sure. like this program is personal growth and leadership has met summer camp. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. So you're gaining so much more than just a fun summer camp. You're actually learning some soft and hard skills to become a better human being and a better person. And that's incredible. Yeah, um, exactly. So I've been talking a lot about a vision. Vision is the big buzzword of NYLT. Vision is what future success looks like. It is this elephant-sized idea that you have about your life or your school your Boy Scout career, whatever it is, you can have this vision of this is what success looks like. And each year we would talk about a vision as staff members for NYLT. And we were able to hone it in really well. (laughs) So for a couple of years, we didn't adjust our vision because we thought this is it. And it was our NYLT staff vision. We see ourselves developing servant leaders who model the best traditions of scouting. And within that is pretty much the week of NYLT in a bite. We develop servant leaders that learn how to lead themselves and lead others in a way that benefits all parties involved. We're not wanting to help cultivate this boss mindset of do it because I said so, Instead, we're wanting to teach them the leading EDGE, which EDGE is an acronym for explain, demonstrate, guide, and enable. So whenever you teach someone something, you go through those steps. You explain it to them, you demonstrate it, you guide them, you're right there as they try to do the task or skill, and then you enable them, you let them do it. Man, I am getting excited again about NYLT in doing that. Edge and vision are within everything that we do through the week. So we teach them how to create this big elephant vision. And then once you've made this huge thing, that seems almost unattainable. How do you reach it? Well, you reach it through goals, specifically SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely. And then to break those goals down, you plan. What does a plan look like to reach each of those goals? So instead of looking at this big elephant thinking there's no way I can handle this, you're looking at a foot, a tail, a trunk, and those are much more manageable pieces. Within that, they are also working as a patrol, as a team. We 
put them in groups of five to six individuals. And they often never met before, or at least are not from the same troop. They are all generally the same age and they have to work together. They cook all of their meals the entire week, except for we do give them breaks every now and again, but they have to learn how to cook together. They have to learn how to do generally pretty fun tasks. Like we do a problem solving round robin, uh, one evening where we have them do different games that are not impossible, but at first very difficult. And we see how they work together to try to make this group work together. And it's always so funny to see, you can see the ones that want to be the boss and you can see the ones that are willing to kind of sit back. But once they get to this round robin of problem solving activities, they've already heard about how to be a servant leader. So sometimes those quiet guys that would have been okay just sitting in the background are saying to the bosses, hey, that's not how we are supposed to do it. You're just being a boss. Let's actually work together. And the bosses are realizing, oh, yeah, I'm not helping guide and enable my team. I'm just trying to do it all. And so seeing those little pieces of growth and helping them to become, yeah, better scouts, better human beings is such a such a joy and such a fun thing to be a part of. Absolutely. I love that you shared a bit of the framework for that too, because I know I was like on the edge of my seat earlier. That makes sense of going over servant leadership and smart goals and the big vision that you talked about. Is this similar at all to the Wood Badge certification or program that Boy Scouts offer? Yes. So Wood Badge is almost the adult version of NYLT um, because they are generally older and either Boy Scouts or Venture Crew or you are just an adult. Um, I know my dad went through Wood Badge and it is a little bit different in that you have, I think, weekends because generally you are also working a real job and you have a couple of weekends that you come and you do things. At least our uh, council did Wood Badge bars that you got. And then you could earn beads with them by doing additional things afterwards. So yes, Wood Badge and NYLT are kind of like cousins, I would say. They're not siblings. They're not exactly the same, but they have a lot of the same concepts, a lot of the same goals, overarching, very similar activities. Yeah. Wow. I've done a little bit of research on the Wood Badge program. Just because the way that they paint it online is that these skills are completely transferable to not just in scouting, but to your work, to a classroom, to managing a household. They make it very open. At least they, at least online, they make it look very open to, to other aspects. And so I've been like, ah, oh, that looks like really cool to be able to kind of do and to be a part of. So that's yes. That's really and from good. what I understand of Wood Badge, it is very much like that. And NYLT, we always try to express, you know, this is a Boy Scout camp, but this doesn't end with Boy Scouts. This can, you can have a vision for your high school career. You can have vision for sport. You can have visions for just being a person. (laughs) Like, where do you want to see yourself in five, 10 years? What does success look like to you? And seeing the young men and women 
finally have it click <laughs> that they're like, oh, oh, so I love baseball and I can I can apply this to baseball. And we're like, absolutely. What do you see success as? Oh, I see myself becoming the best baseball pitcher on my high school team. Wonderful. Let's work with you on that. Let's right now, right here, let's go through your vision. Let's go through goals and plans so that when you go home on Saturday evening, Sunday morning, you can wake up and have a roadmap of how to become the best high school baseball pitcher of your school. Wow. I love that you relate that to other aspects of these kids' lives. That's exactly what they need. I know it's very hard for, I teach elementary music, and it's hard for my kids to realize sometimes that some of the skills that they learn in my class can be absolutely transferable to other specials or classes in the other classrooms. So I'm glad that you guys take the time to be like, so we're applying it here, but how are we now going to apply this outside of camp, outside of Boy Scouts, outside of an organization like this? So I love that for you guys. I am curious to know, what is your big vision now? And how are you using some of these personal growth tactics in your everyday life nowadays? You know, I thought you would ask me this question after I've talked all about this and I've realized I have really let it slip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a vision for my life right now. And I think that would be beneficial. If I were to make one up on the spot, I would say my vision, I see myself helping to develop family members that love one another, are a joy to be around, love the Lord, and are productive members of their community. If I can hit those things, I have future success for sure. I love that so much. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. The NYLT hat just goes back on so easily. Even the way that I, like the timbre of my voice and the, the way that I say things, I'm just like, wow, I'm 17 again, like back at NYLT doing this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I am a huge fan of personal growth. I love reading books, listening to podcasts, getting every bit of seeing how I can become a better human to others. So I love that you've really, this has combined my two favorite things in life is personal growth and camp, which is absolutely wonderful. And to be able yeah. to to work at a facility that fosters this growth, that teaches this growth, and for you yourself to be able to go back summer after summer so that you get that reminder so that now you're at a point in your life where you're like, it's it's second nature to me. I know exactly what the framework is. It's not like you just took a course and then forgot about it. It's a part of your everyday life. And I love that so much. That is incredible. Yeah. And then you get to add in camp songs and man, that is the icing on the cake. You get to put it in the best environment out there. Yeah. Before I kind of ask about some of those campy things, I do have one more question. Do campers come back as a participant more than once? Or is it you come as a participant once and you're expected to take these skills and teach them to maybe your troop or to your community. And then if you come back, it's more in the role of a facilitator or a teacher or counselor. Exactly that. It is a one and done course. You get to come as a participant once. Then if you are to continue, you're invited to be on staff and it is an invitation, 50 participants or however many we have, but we're also selective. We're picky. We 
look through the week and see who is exemplifying servant leadership, who is really getting it, who is involved, who is having, I mean, I don't want to use the word revelation because it's not quite so big and astounding, but who is applying this to their life and realizing how it can connect throughout everything they're a part of, not just scouts, but schools, sports, scouts, who's already making those connections. And those are the ones we're going to invite back because if they're getting it, they're going to naturally apply it to their lives and then be so much more invested in teaching it to the next group. There were times where I wished we had some sort of NYLT, <laughs> like another week you could go to because sometimes when you're 11 years old, you're just not able to pay attention as much as you maybe should. And so there were times where I saw different participants that I was like, man, you're on the cusp. We're probably not going to invite you back on staff this year due mostly to a maturity issue. But if you really apply this and you remember what you've learned, you're going to be a good person. And I hope to somehow run into you so that then maybe in the future we're saying, hey, we should call that kid. You know, at 11, he was a little weird. She was a little too excitable or wasn't quite with it. But now, now at 14, he understands it more or he has matured. Let's give him a shot and invite him back on staff. And sometimes that happened. But unfortunately, because it's this week, everyone is from different councils, different troops, different parts of the state. It's just not as feasible to find them again. So there were benefits and disadvantages for it to be a one week experience. And then, yeah, it was up to them to continue to use this information that we've fire hosed them down with. Um, for them to shake off some of the water and hopefully retain as much of it as they could and learn from it. How many participants did you guys normally serve during your time? During my years, I think we got up to our pretty much max, which was seven patrols was about as many as we could really handle and six people in each patrol. So if my math is anything good. I think that's 42. <laughs> yeah. Good tight knit group of people from, as you mentioned, all around the state. Your beautifully put answers kind of answered all of my deep questions here. I am going to move into kind of my quicker, more sentimental sure. questions here to kind of end our interview. And my first question is, what is your favorite camp song? Oh, my favorite camp song. There are so many. I think I'm going to maybe have to give it a tie between Fred the Moose and Wisconsin Milk. Another favorite that at the time I always liked, but now has become a little bit more sentimental is Rattlin' Bog, because my almost two-year-old son loves it. That is his favorite song. If he's having a bad day, I just look at him and say, hey, you want to sing Bog? Yeah! And we sing <laughs> Rattlin' Bog and all is good in the world. Oh, I love that so much. That's so cool. Well, I asked all my guests if they are up for it, if they'd be willing to sing a little bit of their favorite camp song for us. Would you be up for that today? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to do Fred the Moose, I think, mainly because <laughs> this is very silly. But the first year that I was on staff, they have a position called the Songmeister, which is the person who, whenever there was you know, a dull moment or we just needed to kill time. They would just 
start singing and everyone else would sing with them. And I loved the songs. And so I always wanted to be that volunteer position. And I remember the first year that I was the songmeister and I did Fred the Moose that evening as we were as a staff talking about, you know, what went well in the day, what didn't go well, what would we like to change? One of the staff members said, I would just like to say that we should always sing Fred the Moose the way that Katie does it because it sounds like a real song because she's actually singing it <laughs> instead of the way we always butcher it where we're just kind of Johnny Cash talk singing and it sounds terrible. So let's do it her way. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. This is a repeat after me song. This is a repeat after me song. There was a great big moose. There was a great big moose. He liked to drink a lot of juice. He liked to drink a lot of juice. There was a great big moose. There was a great big moose. He liked to drink a lot of juice. He liked to drink a lot of juice. Singing way oh way oh. Singing way oh way oh. Way oh way oh way oh way oh. Way oh way oh way oh way oh. Way oh 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 and then there's a plethora of verses and then it ends so sorrowfully now Fred is dead now Fred is dead because he spilt his juice in bed because he spilt his juice in bed now Fred is dead. Now Fred is dead. Because he spilled his juice in bed. Because he spilled his juice in bed. Sing it way away oh. Sing it way away oh. Way away 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 oh. Way away 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 oh. Way away oh. to do it the, for the first time where everyone is like oh are we really are we really acting really sad at the end of this like people are pretend crying and then by the end of the week when we would do it for the parents just 40 plus kids just pretending to cry on one another's shoulders about this imaginary moose named Fred oh I love it <laughs> I mean you sang it beautifully it was just it was in that lower register. I'm like, oh yeah, that would fit really nice for yeah. a lot of boys there. Because <laughs> in the Fred verse that in the Moose song that I know, where I learned at a Girl Scout camp, it's a few registers higher. Yeah, <laughs> so that's higher. That's fun. We've never done Fred the Moose where he where he dies, but we did have a different Moose song that in that Moose decomposed. So <laughs> <laughs> I love. So I love that you taught that version to me. I, I hadn't heard that one before. My next quick question is, what is your favorite camp meal? Okay, so we do, as I mentioned earlier, the participants and their patrols make most of the meals. The few exceptions is there's one day where it's called outdoor cooking day. So from about three o'clock in the afternoon until 7 p.m., all we do is eat and it is glorious. And we teach them how to make things in a Dutch oven. And so we make 
chicken pot pie and then cobbler in Dutch ovens. And while those are cooking, you got to kill time somehow. And so we made banana boats Ooh. and pie on a stick and s'mores. And man, and you and we had popsicles too because once you've eaten so many hot things and it's the first week of August and you're just outside dripping sweat, you get a popsicle too. And that is just, oh, that's the best meal. Oh my gosh, I love that. Now you have to tell me what pie on a stick is. I don't know if I've heard of that before. Not a lot of people have, and it is so good. It's very simple. It takes a tiny bit of prep work. You get some sort of um, broom handle size of stick. We actually legitimately used broom handles because with the rounded edge, it was easier. And you take a broom handle and you soak it in oil for a little while, not horribly long, but enough to give it um, some slip to it so that it doesn't stick to then a buttermilk biscuit, just the pop can buttermilk biscuit. You put it on top of your broomstick and kind of squish it down, pull it to create an ice cream cone shape. And then over coals, you roast it just like a marshmallow, get it nice and golden brown all the way around. You take it off of your broomstick and it's created this ice cream cone that you then fill with pie filling. Cherry, apple, blueberry, whatever you want, fill it all up. It's kind of gooey in the middle still because you just cooked it over coals, but it's got a nice crunch. It's got the sweet pie filling. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, that does sound delicious. I will definitely have to give that a try. Thank you for sharing. Who should I interview next? One of my really good friends, her name is also Katie. She was in Girl Scouts and actually got her her gold award in Girl Scouts. And you don't, I know she went to camp a couple of times, so she may be able to speak more towards Girl Scouts as a whole, but I know she went to camp once or twice and she might be interested in telling her story. Well, if people have questions for you or if they want to contact you, how can they go about doing that? I guess you could probably do my Instagram. I'm not, I'm not very good at posting on my Instagram, but I do get on there. Katie Smith 2016. There might be a dash in there somewhere, <laughs> but Katie K-A-T-I-E Smith 2016. You'll probably find me. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will definitely include that link in the show notes so that people can get in contact with you. Well, Katie, this has been absolutely marvelous. I have super enjoyed talking with you and getting to meet you and hear all about your camp experience. That is all the questions that I have for you. Were there any final questions, comments, or thoughts that you wanted to share while you're on the Camp Kids podcast? Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It has brought up a lot of fond memories that I haven't thought about for a little while and put a spark back in me to figure out what does my vision for future success look like for myself, for my family. I'm excited to, to pull my husband back into that world. He was never in scouting, but uh, except through me. And so I might have to pull out my NYLT notebook again and say, hey, let's make a vision for our family and rekindle oh, all of this knowledge that I have that I just haven't used as a stay-at-home mom for the last several years. Oh.